everyone. This is Reb Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. If you're a podcast regular and you've been listening to our Lesson from Lasso series, then you can go ahead and skip ahead a minute and a half to start the pod for the day. Well, it's been almost 25 years for me as a volunteer chaplain and press officer in and around professional football, soccer, as we like to call it here in the U.S., And with that in mind, I've been offering this occasional series entitled Lessons from Lasso, essentially giving a chaplain's perspective on some of the things we see in the hit TV show meshed up with my own experiences in the game. All the while trying to be careful not to over-spiritualize what's on the screen, but commenting on some of the elements I believe can be great points of personal and professional development, no matter what your role or relationship with soccer. So whether you're an athlete, a coach, a staff member, or executive, or even a fan of soccer or of the Ted Lasso show, I hope you'll find this series fun, creative, and having a little bit of everything for everyone that's in and around the game. Thank you for listening to the From the Touchline podcast. Here we go with another lesson from Ted Lasso. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net. Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in. And they have, he has the hat-trick, the second in his career, the third of the night, the hat-trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're at the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! Lesson 31 in our Lessons from Lasso series, and I've entitled it, Let's Get It All Out There. Earlier in the show, we've seen Coach Lasso at the table with his two feuding star players, the youthful Jamie Tart on one side and veteran Roy Kent on the other. Tart's girlfriend, Keeley, with a wry grin, notes how uncomfortable the night will be with these two seated together at the same table. But Lasso raises his hand. He's the one who's arranged this, and he's working to get the team back into one piece, just like Mama's bathing suit. Well, after a few attempts at the table in the moment... We later see Kent saddle up to Tart at the bar and make an attempt to reconciling differences. Kent shares a story back from his youthful days. A veteran player once sat him down and they got it all out there, each sharing the reasons they disliked each other. Well, apparently, Kent has considered Lasso's exhortation to not let the wisdom of age go to waste, and so he leads in with his past. You know, confronting conflict is never easy, and getting it all out there is just one step in what may seem a million miles to go in bridging the wide divide that can exist in our relationships. And let's be honest, there is conflict in every space of football life, whether an athlete, a coach, a parent, there's no part of the game or sport that doesn't carry its own share of difficulty and struggle. This is a natural part of the human condition, but resolving conflict is important because it can help build stronger bonds amongst a team. It can help us to grow as individuals, as people. Think for a moment. What have been some of the biggest moments of conflict for you in football? Was it a contract dispute? Was it a particular placement on a team or on a roster? Was it a coach who stopped believing in you, stopped communicating with you? Was it an athlete who shut down and tuned out? Uh, Maybe you've been involved in bigger conflicts around the game, a collective bargaining agreement or unionization, an athletic director, a program direction change, or player welfare and well-being issues. Whatever that moment or those moments were, 
let me ask you, what was most helpful in the course of confronting that conflict? So, I believe a first step in confronting conflict is admitting that conflict exists. Sometimes we can just blindly stumble on and try to fool ourselves into thinking there isn't a problem, or we imagine a problem so big and something that doesn't actually exist, and we just want to ignore it or turn a blind eye to it. I remember a moment as a football chaplain trying to mediate a conflict between two people. I asked him, recount the moment that you felt the separation and that you felt the mistrust begin. It was interesting because they both recounted a moment years earlier, and it was the same moment. And essentially, someone had failed to come over after a game, after a loss, and talk to them. The other person, though, uh, thought their job was in jeopardy, and so the divide grew wider and wider because of this one moment, a missed moment, a failed opportunity, a misinterpretation. Well, a second step for resolving conflict is sitting down together with the parties or persons that have conflict. And many times, you know, this is tough because we're at odds with someone. We don't even want to be in the same room. We, we let alone, we don't even want to bear our soul or show any vulnerability. We don't even want to suggest there might be a problem. But when we take time to just sit down, step back from the situation, to listen, to attempt to resolve conflict, many times we can discover Maybe we aren't as far apart as we thought or we had been led to believe. One of my favorite templates for resolving conflict can be found in the Bible. Matthew 18, verses 15 through 20. I encourage you to read this if you are someone looking to resolve conflict. Jesus is speaking here and he helps people in the church to have a way to deal with conflict between two persons and kind of sets out a step-by-step process. It really begins by going to the person we're struggling with and then involving others in a gradual process. If you're a coach, a manager, a leader, this passage might be a great help for you in resolving conflict. And if you're a conflict adverse, I just want to encourage you to lean into a process, to find a trusted person, maybe a chaplain or someone that people in the room feel comfortable with to help resolve the conflict and keep the locker room as Ted Lasso's mother's bathing suit in one piece. Well, thanks for listening to this lesson from Ted Lasso. This is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline.